You wear sh- you you wear gym shorts all the time. Drummers love gym shorts. I don't know if I'd be a gym short guy. Yeah, you got those stupid legs. Brunch, hit it, boys. Just had a real mystery situation today. I can't stop thinking about it. Let's hear it. Looked out the window on the front lawn. This is the front lawn. That detail doesn't matter. On the front lawn is one of my masks. I have three COVID masks I wear. Okay. Two black ones with uh, whatever company name uh, makes them. And then one New England Revolution one. Which one was on the front lawn? Don't tell me. Well, let's do a little uh, roulettista here. Okay, here what, we go. Uh, what do you think is the... Uh, I think that it would be... Uh, like You would be upset if the New, Year- New England Revolution one was on the front lawn. That's very true. I Actually, you know what? I don't know where the New England Revolution one is oh, right no. now. So, so you really only have one mask. Maybe. So I, ch- I looked at it and I was like, is that what I think it is? And then I checked checked the apartment i was like all right i got one black mask in here checked the car generally i got one going on in the car Mm -hmm. there was it wasn't in the car so i determined that's probably my mask and i go look at it it's got the little logo and everything on it i haven't been outside in especially like walking around the front lawn really sad to like think back on that I've gotten in the car and yeah. driven, but uh, my driveway, I go out the back, and then I go to my car, and I, there is nothing that was having me on my front lawn, and and I have no idea how long. So, how the hell did it get there? What's going on there? What do I do with it? What would uh, Before I say what I did, what, what would you do? You gotta toss it. Oh, I'm so fucking weird. I didn't toss it. Really? I definitely... I brought it in, ran it under uh, very hot water for a long time, then washed it. Yeah, I guess, like, if, if you're going to if you're gonna keep it, you got to, like, you got to do, like, a heavy wash because you don't know where that thing's been. Right, but realistically, how did it get there? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm, like, legitimately thinking, I'm like, is somebody, like, fraying me for a crime? Did somebody <laughs> steal one of my masks? And I'd say, like, most likely, like, an animal or the wind put it on the front lawn. Yeah, that's true. It probably fell out of my car. Yeah. And then something blew it there. Yeah. Well, that's the shittiest opening discussion. <laughs> was it? I thought we were going someplace. Uh, someplace. I should throw wild. it away. Yeah, probably. A, like a real whodunit? I think it's uh, something that I never really thought of until this point. It's like, I wonder, how many masks do people have at this point? That's a, yeah. Well, n- now people are starting to double bag. A double mask? Yeah. yeah, they're starting to wear two. Interesting. Yeah. Is that like, does that work? Is it? Well, like, the, based on friction, it uh, you can ruin the mask and then get co. I'm just making stupid is that, is that condom a condom joke. joke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really off my game today. <laughs> <laughs> just Co- a, coming in with heater of start. stories. <laughs> yeah, just heat checking on the first five <laughs> minutes of the podcast. <laughs> well, all right, what's the shittiest story I can tell? What's like the most? Ugh. What's the most never funny humor? Yeah. You're supposed to hit a few shots before you chuck up a heat check. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, people are double masking. That's the thing because I think a report came out that said uh, it, that it doesn't cause friction. Right. Cause friction. Okay. Yeah, I've seen. I mean, I've seen a couple of like coaches on the NFL sidelines double up. Well, they need to quadruple up because it's unbelievable how they oh, do bad. not know how yeah. to wear a mask. It's crazy. What the hell are they doing when cameras are not on them? I just like I don't. I don't understand, like, the inconsistency. Like, uh, the players are out there playing, and then they come and they sit down on the sidelines and they put on a mask. It's that makes it, yeah. Pa- yeah, Patrick Mahomes sitting on the sideline with the mask. I'm like, you are screaming at everybody <laughs> right. the entire game. And you're swapping players in and out of the huddle. Like, you're just yelling at them. You're close quarters. That would be like if there was, like, uh, like boat racing. And then they're like, okay, I'm going to take a little break. Hey, uh, Coxman, put put a mask on. There you go. You're safe. Like when the, when that is that Coxman, the person that screams the whole time? No idea. There's I, a person I'm not in a boat big boat guy. There's a person in boat racing. So my cousin was a uh, great boat racer. And is this like sail sailboat racing, or is it? I don't know. Not a big boat guy. Okay. Uh, is I don't know. Like things that would do uh, that would do regattas. All right. Like the type of boats that would do the regattas. So. Not necessarily did the did the Winklevi? They were in they were on like a they big were team. Crew. They were crew. I so I you know what I think it's crew. But anyway, sometimes in boats there is a person whose sole job it is. Oh yeah, they yell at they yell at the other people. Sc- yeah. Scream at everybody else. That seems like a, the the best job. And that that's what my cousin did, and I was like, that is the coolest way to be an athlete ever. Yep. <laughs> All you do is scream at everybody. And they must... You're just the boat boss. Right. You must... Imagine the respect you have. Yeah. That there's a bunch of people who are constantly rowing, so they got to be just, yoked. Just grinding. Yeah. But they fucking listen to you. Like, they will... If you say, hey, take your paddle and, like, I don't know, like, tickle the person behind you's ear. <laughs> like, start fucking them again a, a little bit. I bet they'll do that. Because the, the, the respect that... I think it's Coxman. Coxon? Oxen, is there? We're really letting it fly on this podcast so far. This feels the cool thing about doing a podcast is, even when it's bad, you're like, well, it's a fucking podcast. What do you? Yeah, just hanging out. Where did we? This was us just doing an impression of a podcast. I actually talked. uh, I was talking today with the uh, Twitch stream because I did a little. uh, I did a little twitching, and. Uh, briefly got to talking about when things are scripted in podcasts and i was like yeah that just generally never works for me and i think that uh you you can hear it it's it's just really easy to tell when a podcast is scripted and they're just going uh no offense like very npr on it yeah and i was like although uh intentionally every word of the shitty nhl podcast was scripted (laughs) for that reason we've had a few scripted podcasts or like a maybe like one and a half scripted podcasts you think so yeah, well, we had the uh, the one where you literally read a script, so that's technically oh, that's a scripted, true. That broad- scripted podcast. Shout out uh, David Crane or whoever would have written yep. that that script. Or um, uh, there's a guy who who uh, I don't know if he was a writer on Friends, but his name last name was like Boner. Oh, really? Peter Boner. Okay. Yeah. So he could have been in. Shout on out to it. that guy. Um, and then I would say not not necessarily like scripted, but like when we lose an episode, we kind of try to retrace our steps. That's it's true. Not scripted. It's just sort of like rehearse i said i said after this there are any bruntouchables in the mix uh about to go do some uh some brunch anybody have any questions or whatever i don't know what I, how i was going to be helpful to them and someone was like uh yeah i got a request uh no corrupted audio 
And I was like, what the fuck's that supposed to mean? We don't corrupt audio. And he was like, didn't you lose your last episode? And I was like, yeah. It wasn't corrupt. It wasn't corrupt. It just didn't exist. <laughs> right. We just didn't hit, we yeah. just didn't hit record. <laughs> yeah. Joke's on you. It was a thousand percent operator error. Whatever. I think we got uh, through. We've, we've had a couple of interesting weeks in the old podcast. Two weeks ago, we did the shitty NHL episode. Last week, we did uh, multiple episodes in order to put one episode out, but I think it ended up being useful. There was a little follow-up on Patreon. If any subscribers want to check that out, I did. I, I was a man of my word. I made a quick little video explaining why uh, you get what you give. Sounds cool. And I don't hate that idea. If we're needed... If there's any little supplementary thing we can do for the podcast, I think that's something that we can throw on Patreon without it seeming like we're uh, locking anybody out. It's just like, hey, if you liked this and you want a little more, you won't necessarily lose out by not seeing right. this. So yeah, their there. response to it was was pretty solid. Uh, I saw a bunch of people liked it, and somebody commented, and they were like, no offense, you're the biggest fucking nerd in the world. Really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. Nice. That, Agree. That, how 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 do you know there are comments? Oh, I, I guess. went to Patreon and yeah. there were comments on it. Yeah, see I have no idea. I just made the video and then like texted yeah. it to you and was and like, I took two days to post it. Do, and yeah. I put it up and Well that was good. It built up a uh it it built up a, we're getting a reps. buzz. We're getting reps. <laughs> yeah. So that's that. I feel like a lot a common subject with us is uh things that may- maybe we could do with Patreon. Yep. Definitely, yeah, we're we. I think we're 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 going in the right direction. We've got some things, oh that, yeah, that we're uh, that we're working on, and it's going to happen. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're bit by bit. I, w- I don't want to necessarily say improving because don't want to write checks that uh, right. that we can't cash. <laughs> right. But we're we're, uh, we're more we're thinking about improving. Yeah, we're more into shit and thinking about stuff. Like I was thinking today, I was like, you know, like we we ought to have a guest next week. Stephen Horowitz was a, a great guest, but I don't know. Got to whether it's one of our friends, somebody. Let's uh, let's have it so you never feel like you definitely know what you're getting from us. No, which I think you you don't anyway. Right. We could just have the two of us, and we have. I mean, we've st- so far we've talked about uh, a very uninteresting mask <laughs> story. Well, the uh, the one of the best descriptions that I've ever heard from Brunch uh, about Brunch was. Brunch is a podcast that talks about wanting to be a better podcast. <laughs> that's that's cool and sad because initially we were very confident because so few podcasts existed. The bar was so low. We were like, hey, we can have a conversation with each other. That's got to make this a top 10 podcast <laughs> in the world. And legitimately, there was like no refuting that. Nobody was like, oh, wait, this other podcast. We just, smoked gay brunch right out of the water. They didn't last right. long. Yeah, there was a podcast called uh, called Gay Brunch, and that was tough because we were like, we don't we don't want to beat this podcast because they're gay brunch. We we just ideally, but both of us have very successful podcasts. But can't help but notice, Gay Brunch doesn't post anything and hasn't done any episodes. And if you search and if you search brunch on uh, on iTunes back in the day, they Gay were, Brunch was number one. They were ahead of us. It, it legitimately we it took what like less than one episode <laughs> yeah. to surpass that yeah. podcast. And yeah, and then we peaked. Every now and then I'll search like, is there the other place? Every now and then I'm sure someone's got to start a podcast and say, hey, let's call it brunch. Nope, apparently not. That's wild. I was talking about that with some friends the other day. It was like that would be like be having the podcast called Brunch 
would be like if my email address was Dave. david at <laughs> gmail.com. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty we, pretty nuts. It shows how early we got in the game. Yeah. Want to talk lottery? Want to talk promising young woman? Want to talk la... What is it? The Rulatista? In and of itself? In and of itself. Uh, yeah, deal of choice. Go ahead. Um, let's do... Let's do Promising Young Woman. Okay. Okay, Promising Young Woman. Movie. On demand. Buy it. $20. Highly recommend it. Um, Honestly, I highly recommend anything that is anything, though. But I also recommend this because it's it's a good movie. It comes seemingly a thousand years after... We saw what was an incredible trailer. Yeah, like so, like m- yeah, yeah, movie yeah. built yeah. off. I, I I'd have to. I thought I was the only one because like they they released the uh, the the trailer or whatever again to say like this is out next week. Mm-hmm. But when when like there was a big buzz that was generated by like oh this movie's coming out next week. I feel like a lot of people didn't say like, "Oh, finally!" Like we've been waiting for this forever. I mean, I wondered, wait, is is this that is this what yeah. that movie was? Because I didn't remember the name of it. I just remembered the trailer, which was incredible, and I forget the forget the director and uh, writer's name. But I wonder if this was one of those like kind of like Whiplash, where it's a movie that's made off of like wait i can see this incredible scene okay let's make this scene and just make it a fucking movie because that the trailer of i think it's adam brody in the trailer yeah right but i mean if it, i feel like everyone's already seen the movie so i don't feel like i'm spoiling anything but i certainly can't spoil the trailer but um like drunk girl gets taken home by a guy uh she's out of it He's making moves. She snaps out of it. She's sober the whole time. He's horrified. Scary music plays. <laughs> Name of the movie. Promising young woman. Like, I want to see whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Uh, Plus, it's Carrie Mulligan. And Carrie Mulligan is... I know nothing about Carrie Mulligan. Really? Other than that she was awesome in this movie. You don't know anything about Carrie Mulligan? I really don't think I knew who know who that really? was. Who... She uh, is or was married to Marcus Mumford. I know that. I, I did okay. some Wikipediaing. Okay, yeah. Uh, she was Daisy in uh, The Great Gatsby. Didn't see that. You've never seen The Great Gatsby? We have to do an episode on The Great Gatsby because that really? movie is like horrible, but there's so much to talk about. I forget about. the details of The Great Gatsby getting made because I think that, I feel like it came out a little bit after uh, Entourage pretended to make a Great Gatsby movie okay. where it's uh, Martin Scorsese does a reimagining of The Great Gatsby. Vince, oh will, will, you, will you be my lead? There's a phone call like that. Vince takes it. It ends up being a hit. Okay. So we'll have to go back and watch that episode of Entourage. Well, we should do it a, a Great Gatsby episode where we discuss the movie and also the fake movie. Yes. Well, the, the Entourage does this move all the time. All Entourage is is... You've seen you haven't seen Entourage, but you've seen Silicon Valley. Exact same thing. Here's what we want to do. Oh no, something keeps getting in the way. Something keeps getting in the way. 
and it's always Vince wants to do all these movies. No one wants to work with Vince. The director hates Vince. All these people. It's the exact same thing as uh, Silicon Valley. But every now and then, the show realizes, how can this guy be a famous actor if he's never making, if he's movies. Never making movies and never doing anything? So a lot of seasons will end with, hey, Vince, it's Martin Scorsese. I'm doing a reimagining of The Great Gatsby. Will you be my lead? Sure. Vince is doing the movie. And they come back the next season. And, it's and that movie was a big success. Okay. They never actually do the movies. The one the one movie that I actually saw like uh, be made in Entourage in like, the few episodes that I watched where uh, Aquaman was James, Cam- oh, yeah. James Cameron's yep. Aquaman. And it was like the biggest movie, biggest premiere like of all time or something. Oh, yeah. Despite rolling blackouts. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another movie that gets made, but... It stops getting made because the director hates Vince. Is a movie called Smoke Jumpers, and okay. they're firefighters. And the director, a, I believe he's uh, a German guy named Werner, hates Vince, hates him so much. And you know who plays this director, Werner? No, Stellan Skarsgård. Really? Hell it's, yeah! That, and that was my first exposure to uh, Stellan Skarsgård. I had to look up. I was like, wait, is this guy a real director? Because a lot of times they'll bring in real yeah, industry himself. people. Right. And I was like, yo, who's this Werner guy? That he's being super mean to Vince. I mean, he's right. He keeps saying, like, you're not a good actor. I need you to be a better actor. And I'm like, well, I mean, it seems like <laughs> it seems like Vince is a terrible actor. No, every, oh, yeah. no one ever wants to work with him. He never gets to do the movies. But he tells him that he has a lip quiver. He told tells him that he uh, holds his head to the side too much. That uh, he's clearly inspired, that uh, it's the George Clooney generation of acting, which I have no idea what that meant, but I was like, ooh, fucking burn. I would have, if I had to guess what that means, it means that people like your presence, but the, you're not necessarily right. good at what you do. Right, you're an actor because you're a handsome man, yeah. and people say you get to be in movies. So, that was uh, Promising Young Woman. Do you want to talk about <laughs> lottery, or do you want... Uh, do you, are you done with Promising Young Woman? I mean, I thought we want to give like a score or something. I mean, no, I feel like we said everything we can. No, <laughs> I, I, uh, I enjoyed it mainly. Like, it wasn't a, a perfect movie or anything, and I think no. that it dragged at, at certain points. But it was like overall entertaining, and I think the best thing that I can say about it is that it reminded me of a, of a movie that I would see in a movie theater. It is very unique. I would say just overall, like as far as like it wasn't the best movie. It wasn't. This movie has elicited strong reactions, and given its subject matter. It would have to be a terrible movie For to not, not elicit yeah. strong reactions. Uh, has an incredible acting performance. Uh, visually, I'm so glad. Yeah. So I, when I was wa- I started to watch it. I texted uh, you and Pete, uh, you and uh, Pete, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you and Jeff, and uh, I was like, "Ooh, off to a strong start with this uh, soundtrack because it starts with like a very." It starts with boys, but with like a remix that instead of like the cute Nintendo y, like, boom, fill for I was busy thinking about boys, it's uh, it's descending instead of going up. So it's a little creepy, like a little like, ooh, I keep hearing the word boys, but there's something icky about this, which unfortunately, perfect Correct. way to set yes. up that movie. Um, and then it has like a it's raining men thing. There's the toxic uh, yep. later on. Uh, Toxic was used in the uh, in the trailer, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? For a trailer that left such a mark on me, 
I don't remember a lot of the details. I I just remember like the 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 scene. I remember the scene, and I remember the uh, the nurse costume. Oh, okay. Uh, so soundtrack, great. But and you texted me this as you were watching it. The the color palette is that what you would call I it? I said just the, like col- the color, color palette. palette. Yeah, yeah. I went, I meant to look it up because it's that's not like color grading or anything. Grading is like how you kind of tint everything, right? That sounds right. Color grading is what they do in what's it called? Uh, AP Bio. AP Bio. Where everything is just so fucking bright and yeah. like fluorescent. Yeah. Um, but this has just like so many blues and so many pinks. Yeah. And then like a lot of actually looking at it's all, all your like, streaming stuff, like dark, like neon stuff. It's it's very like sort of like mixed between like bubblegum stuff yes. and neon. So I, I wrote down like... It's very, it, it ha- like presentation wise, it's very squeaky clean. Yep. Which is obviously a, a, a hard juxtaposition with the it's actual jarring, yeah. subject matter. Um, I don't know if we're spoiling stuff or whatever, but uh, if you've seen the trailer, you know that uh, this this uh, girl and her uh, she 30. turns thirty yeah. in this, so. So I was getting. What do you call us? You call like young, we're not young adults. This a uh, thirty-year-old person goes to bars, pretends to be drunk, gets uh, gets taken home by guys that fancy themselves good people, and then she flips the script and is like, "Hey, you're What the basically. fuck did I say? Yeah. You know?" Um, and turns out she's and she she was a med school student dropped out and you know that it has something to do with a friend but you're filled in along the way um i don't know i i not to be crass but i saw it was maybe kfc somebody said like there are a lot of twists and in, in this movie not really. and i was kind of expecting twists and it sounds I hope I'm not, I'm not. I'm definitely not taking the subject matter lightly, but like I assumed watching it that what that her friend was raped. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was made like pretty clear. Okay. So I was okay. Uh, so her friend was raped. And I wouldn't call that like a twist either. Like they they sort of. Yeah, I was wondering what I missed time. with like the the. I didn't twist. There was stuff. no. Well, but it, like, it was not. I'm, I'm I'm not calling KFC out. I saw a lot of people say like really? twist, thrill ride, like all this stuff. There was like one thing that I could see being a twist. Well, a, a few things, but like the one that that the like the big was... the big twist. Yeah, that. Uh, I thought they kind of like telegraphed that. I was like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna he happen. was like friends. So, so she starts. So she dropped out of med school uh, because her friend and classmate was raped when they were in med school starts dating a guy Bo Burnham who was in their class in med school and he says that he kind of keeps in touch with some of the guys but he's not really friends with them and she finds out that the that her friend's rapist is getting married and eventually after confronting the lawyer who defended the rapist who's life was in shambles because he can't sleep at night because of the the shit that he's done to defend uh awful people she writes at that and then she meets with the friend's mother and she it comes to light that i mean she's this tortured soul and her life very much uh like i was i thought of um 
it's of Stuhlbarg in Your Honor when he says, um, like, when you lose someone like that, like nothing, matters. nothing matters anymore. Yeah. She has like her, her her entire life like basically unraveled because of this one this yeah. one incident, this one night that and and how so many people that just could moved have on. right that 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 I was gonna say made it better, but like that that could have held this person to justice, that could have honored this person's life, which is the biggest thing. That like this this girl ends up dying presumably by suicide. All of them just moved on, and they're like, "Oh man, well it's 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 crazy." Like, but, but what what are you gonna do? Like, there, there are all these accusations all the time, and eventually, she the the her friend's mother, and meeting with the lawyer, which she plan I don't know what she was planning on doing. She was planning on doing something fucking bad to the she lawyer. I think she like the the insinuation was that she like brought a hitman with her to with the lawyer. Right. Someone was outside, and he was yeah. like, "Do I go inside now?" Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, she starts dating Which, Bo, Bo Burnham. In that scene, by the way, suggests that like, if anybody had shown some sort of like sympathy or regret, she would have kind of just. Oh yeah, she yeah she might have just mi- been like okay yeah right like, that's all I wanted I wanted people to to express remorse for what happened. But just everybody from lawyer. The dean of the school, just everyone, so cold. Their their third best friend, just so cold about like, well, what do you what do you want? Right. You know. So, and I, I was gonna say I like this about the movie, but like, this is real. Where someone's in the right, and everybody there, they, they exist in a world where everybody is like, what's what what what's wrong with this person? Like, or I, I think the viewer, and this is gonna get to my biggest issue with the movie. I think the viewer strongly understands that uh, Cassie, the main character, mm-hmm. is in the right, and that what she's doing matters, and that everybody else is wrong. The movie ends. By making her expendable and has this big kind of walk off, aha, peace fuckers, I got you moment. But in doing so, it has her murdered. And that's where I feel like the script, like great performance. I think the script was a little too ambitious there because I think it assumes that the viewer won't care about the only like this tortured fucking person she ends up getting fucking murdered and i didn't have this hooray at the end when so she gets murdered Especially, and but, she and she yeah. uh schedules texts sends out mail and everything to have it so people know uh that she was murdered during a confrontation with uh this with her friend's rapist and at that guy's wedding the police come they arrest him and everything but she i mean she's obviously dead and i that's where i it doesn't think, feel like a win like nobody wins right and obviously i've thought about this a lot there's the obvious counter is nobody was going to win but, just given the premise of this movie no but matter like, what throughout the course of the movie like it showed that she wasn't like too far gone from getting some sort of her life back if if there was like loose ends tied up as to what happened when she was in college. 
You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she was on the path to to feeling better and and like enjoying life, and then shit happened again, yeah. and it like came back to haunt her. So like when it's a when it's a case of like there was no way she was gonna be able to 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 move on or or whatever, then that's why when like at the end if she if she dies you're like okay. That it was like a necessary sacrifice or or whatever. That like she was willing to. She was lost anyway. Yeah, but but that's, and I guess that's more of a commentary on the whole situation. Like she she didn't sign up for that. Nobody signed up for that. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that's my that's my one critique is the final, uh, the final act, uh. Did you notice the casting? And I think that this was... They play a lot into um, guys fancying themselves good guys Mm -hmm. and not understanding that they're shitty fucking humans. Yeah. Uh, Adam Brody, Christopher Mm -hmm. Mintz-Plass, Sam Richardson. Sam Richardson? Sam Sam Richardson. Is that the guy from uh, I Think You Should Leave? Uh, I think you should leave. Uh, oh yes, 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 okay. yes. Uh, he's uh he's um Tim Robinson's yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, he's in Detroiters and <clears throat> Veep. Uh, Bo Burnham. All kind of all dudes who are typecast. I think maybe I'm reading too far into this, but like That's Adam like Brody nerdy. is like the like the cute heartthrob guy. Christopher Mintz Plus is the uh harmless nerdy dude. Uh, Sam Richardson, at least in Veep, is, I mean, like borderline asexual. Uh, just like a, a, a lot of g- like Bo Burnham is like Bo seemingly Burnham. harmless guys, right? Just like harmless, the, the last person that would ever do anything terrible. And this in the movie, this uh, her friend's rapist is a successful doctor because they all continued with med school when these uh, other lives were ruined mm-hmm. and she says t- to him when she she goes to his bachelor party and she's she's putting handcuffs on him and he's like oh don't worry i won't do anything i'm i'm a, 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 a gentleman, gentleman. Yeah. there's like a lot of i think the movie very wisely leans into the oh yeah well th- this guy is not who you would expect to do do anything terrible yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't like doesn't rely on the oh like frat this is a frat boy trait right right like not a bunch of like yoked like yeah. fucking dudes you know um I, I will say one of the casting choices was like just kind of stunned me and it was uh it was max greenfield as yeah. like a character who you don't see until the till the end but like there's a really like emotional crux like w- everything was sort of like building up to this thing and like max greenfield has to like really carry this emotion and like chaos and it just does not feel like it's like something that max greenfield is equipped for oh yeah i mean he plays so he plays a, a douche which a lot of these guys are douches but when he opens the door and you see him for the first time and he's just wearing a fucking polo i was like yeah, it's just about the God bless you, Max Greenfield. I was like, that is just about the douchiest sight these eyes have ever seen. Yep. He opens the door. There's a bunch of dudes having a bachelor party. She's dressed as a doctor. He says, "Well, the doctor's here." 
and all the the boys start uh, fucking howling. Yeah, but then like there's like the like the after scene, like the morning after, and he's basically playing Schmidt up. In, oh in yeah, the, in the in that scene, and that was just really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I've seen. I'm trying to think of like reactions I've seen. I've been uh, totally closed off to like really anything said about this movie. So yeah. I think I've I, I, I've heard perfect movie. Oh, which you not. hear that every time a movie comes out, and I heard thrill ride and twists a lot. Which I will say, like obviously emotionally, it's uh, a ride. But Carrie Mulligan, her ability to go all the different places she does. Mm-hmm. Makes that movie. Like I, I think that she's a great actress. If that if that were a, if that were a worse actor, then I think that movie takes like a pretty significant. I agree. Hit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you've all seen you seen uh, you saw Wildfire, right, with Carrie Mulligan and, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I don't know. I think I was supposed to. That yeah, sounds right. Yeah, <laughs> I might have, might have skipped that one. She's really good. Uh, but no, I agree. I mean, she she was. She carried this movie. Yeah, she was, and like, I don't know if there's supposed to, if there's like Oscar buzz for this or whatever. I would say I don't know if there's Oscar buzz for anything. Right? Is, is the, the Oscars exist anymore? One of my know. friends tried to ask me about movies the other day, and he was like, "Oh, did you see this one?" He was like, "I'm trying to get into movies now," and I was like, well, "Why now? You can get into movies now? What the <laughs> fuck? I don't know." Um, yeah, I, I I definitely wouldn't say perfect movie. I would say that it's it's a it's a good movie. Like it's, it's, it's I a mean good I watched movie. it twice. I'd say that it's like high b range yeah i would say like mid b high b yeah like it's a, it's pretty captivating yeah but it's definitely definitely has its slow points and you know there are some 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 holes i guess yeah but yeah. like i i think maybe it has the uh like the netflix appeal to it where it's like you do pay 20 dollars for it but like you're at home and you're you can basically just enjoy it at your own pace but also, there's no really good movies coming out, so like this seems better. Yeah, I mean, obvious PSA. We should have done a uh, teacher, p pre and post PSA style thing. You know, a teacher opens and says like, "Hey, this is uh, graphic," and then after it's like, "Hey, that was graphic." Mm-hmm. Uh, p pre and post uh, PSA, uh, fellas, don't be any of the guys in yeah, that movie. No be uh, be her father. Her father is a super supportive, very supportive, and like just a calming presence. I that guy's been in stuff. I've seen him in stuff. I have no idea yeah, who I, he is, but like he's got the best voice. He just has like a very kind face. And doesn't he always? I think that like because of his face, he always plays hard asses, right? Does, Does he? he? I think I don't know who that guy is. Me either, but I like him. Yeah. Um. So, you think Bo Burnham's getting any noms off this movie? Probably not. I'm kidding. I do not think Bo okay. was good in this movie. <laughs> he was fine in this movie. I, I think he was. I think he was. Bo he Burnham. played Bo Burnham. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Like when you go through the typecast, like this guy's like we, Chris Merman's plus is like this. This person's like this. Bo Burnham is, uh, perpetually, Bo Burnham. Yep. Which no no knock on it. Unless he play. Oh man, he was a real dick in one scene, when she confronts him about oh, yeah, having yeah, yeah. been there, and she yeah. says she says like, hey, if you don't. Yeah. As one might say, he reveals his true colors. Totally. He he. Yeah. Oh my god. I like. 
I think I let out like a ugh at the TV when uh, because she's threatening to say that he's he's on video at this horrible uh, horrible party that they had, and she says if you don't tell me where this bachelor party is, then I'm gonna send this video to everybody and your life will be ruined and everything. And he says, yeah, and then we'll both not be doctors, you failure. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, yikes, dude, and left. But I've been like, how do you think, how could you possibly think she's a failure? Like, like her, her not being a doctor, you should fucking know, was not a failure. I know right. that he was just trying to say the worst thing in that moment possible, but oh boy. Back somebody into a corner, they revealed the, their true colors. Uh, one of the things that like I had trouble figuring out after watching it was, it, like that wasn't part of the plan, right? Like the the relationship with him. Oh no, I don't yeah, think so. I no, I, so. I think that she, that she um, that she started to to feel better and was able to compartmentalize her 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 trauma more and try to live, try to have like a, a healthy relationship with with somebody. Mm-hmm. And there were some cute moments in in there. I'll, so I'll say like a twist. I guess you said that you saw coming that he was uh, somehow involved. I guess I just didn't think about that. But well, I think that I figured it out when I when I like paused the movie to get up and go grab a drink uh-huh. and like and they uh, they were like lovey dovey and there was like still like an hour left in the movie and I was like uh-huh. okay so all right yeah <laughs> someone's an asshole yeah so uh, watch that. Hopefully, the, again, like Carrie Mulligan, best actress. If there's awards, I don't know. In the discussion, because I don't know anybody else is Carrie that Mulligan was in a movie this year. English? I uh, don't think so. I think she's American. Okay. Because Marcus Mumford is not. Right. British actress. Wow, okay. And I believe I looked up the director's name. The director, I th- also think, is British. Emerald Fennell. Yeah, so did... I don't know if she wrote and directed... Like, again, I I think the whole package was was really strong. But this this script was... I I feel like... Listeners, let me know. Does does the script... Does the script assume you're okay with her dying? Which I... I just wasn't like at the at the end of that. I, obviously, you're glad that those fucking monsters got what was coming to them, but at the expense of like, her is it getting a trade murdered, that you're willing to make for right, lack of a better term, I guess. Right at the expense of her getting murdered, I think that just like the viewer's experience should probably be rooting for. And I also, I guess, like maybe maybe it wouldn't make a difference, but like if you're gonna do that, have more of the after where it's like satisfying to the viewer to see it all come crumbling down for the people that you've spent the entire movie like sort of like rooting f- for them to watch them. I mean honest right, I mean pay the piper. I mean consider that consider that all those guys didn't pay for shit the first time around. Right. You know? Yeah. That like what happens with what's his like uh uh Max Greenfield's character he just runs off right. at the end of the movie, but like that guy's got to fucking go down too. You would, yeah, you would assume so, and you would assume that like Bo Burnham as well. Yeah, 
I don't know. Like, I would prefer, I guess, like, if you're going to do, if you're going to kill her off, I'd want to see more of, like, the after of it. Yeah. So, I mean, I was just. I think they th- I think, like, the, the, the message that it kind of sends, like, it's not important that she's dead. So I don't want to I don't want to say that, but I th- I think that it banks on the viewer like not really caring, not caring, yeah, whether or not this person lives or gets murdered. And I was, I mean, you know me watching movies. If I see anybody die in the movie, yeah, it sticks with you. <laughs> I am thinking about I cannot think about anything the rest of the movie. That that fucking life was was lost. So, um, oh, I have a new memory on my phone. It, you know what it was? Nope. Taylor Swift concert. No yeah, way. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Every now my phone just does that now. It'll just say, hey, here's a memory. Is there supposed to be a rhyme or reason to that? Is it supposed to be like a year ago, six months ago? Because now it'll just tell me, hey, there was a time that hey, you had you fun. Did stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly think it's like, hey, buddy, remember? <laughs> They're there. You used to be cooler. Yeah. Or at least you used to spend money. You weren't, <laughs> you weren't necessarily cool, but you, you paid for cool experience and stuff. On the subject of uh, money, I learned the other day I'm a surprisingly sore lottery loser. Really? Did you play the lottery at I all did. last week? Yeah. I was pl- man. I was playing it like crazy. Did anybody ever win it? Win it? Yeah. They I did. Think some guy in Michigan. Oh damn it! Um, my friends and I were doing like big group orders. Yeah, me, say- me and Ellen uh, dropped a twenty spot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking cute. How much did you go in? Uh, we were doing 20 each, uh, three nights. Wow. Or we did, well, actually, I think one of them was 20, two of them were 10, but one of the times uh, I bought the tickets and it was a $4 winner, so I went to get it redeemed and I was like, and we already had tickets for that night, but I was like... Just give me two more. Yeah, you know what? Give me another 20. <laughs> and. Jesus. I was, like, my friends, that was a great experience. Leading up to the drawings, like, my friends and I were seriously having, like, arguments about what we were doing with the money. And it was, honestly, it was worth losing. It's an episode of Friends. To have that experience. What's an episode of Friends? Remember? You don't remember one where they they play the lottery? And they're they're already, like, they're fighting about, like, what happens with the money and stuff. And, like, Uh. they're all fighting. And then Phoebe throws the, the ticket out. Oh, okay. I don't remember this. Really? How do it's a whole that, episode that, of Friends. That shows how my, you, they say people can't change. <laughs> if if there's there's a second in my life right now where I don't remember every minute of Friends, that like that means I haven't watched Friends in so fucking long. Yeah, there's a, ho- a whole episode, and then Phoebe throws out the tickets because everybody's fighting over it and what they're gonna do with the money and all that. Interesting. I mean, Monica and Joey already hit the lottery. Monica's living in like this rent-controlled, unbelievable apartment. Yeah, that because like like her grandmother, right? They 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 have some like her grandmother. I would say like Rachel in. hit the lottery because like, right? She left her like rich rich uh, fiance and still ended up and, being in like, like a primo situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean Joey obviously though. Yeah, Joey hit the lottery because I don't know when you he didn't hit the lottery because when you hit the lottery you typically like spend the money and stuff. <laughs> All Joey got was like money thrown at him. Yeah, he spent Chandler's money. Do you think that Chandler like had like a a debit card that he reloaded every couple of weeks? Probably. Joey? Yeah. How much do you think Chandler? What What do you think Joey's allowance was? Like three hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars a week. Yeah, I mean, living in New York in the nineties, 
I would say, I mean, me, if I'm living in an apartment and but someone else Joey is paying buying? everything for me. Right. Like Joey's all, buying like sandwiches. Right. He's definitely buying sandwiches. Maybe like $100 a week. I would say put $250 in it and reload it every two weeks. Yeah, that sounds fair. That allows him to go on a, a date if he needs to. That allows him to do little things here and there, but not like buy shit. Right. I don't know. That that might be a sad experience for Joey. Joey actually, not to get stereotypical, but like it's very possible like Joey could have had the blues. Profession yeah. that is constant rejection. I mean, he doesn't even go on auditions. He's, it seems like he's sort of like unfulfilled, right? And nobody you see that towards like in the in like the later seasons where he right. just like wants to find love, right. basically. So that was an issue with the whole lottery thing. Obviously, there's a uh, the, the lottery has a reputation of carrying a depression with it, which I was like, please, I've been training. What, is this going to get worse? Right, <laughs> right. But I did think about. It. I really did think a lot about like if we won the lottery. I would, and, th- and there was an easy joke of like, well, how often do you really feel this? If you win the lottery, I think it's very possible that you would never feel accomplished again the rest of your life, you know? Yeah, it's fine. R- yeah, but, I mean, e- even like little things, like doing like a puzzle, like that, you just be like, yeah, well, the only reason you're doing this fucking puzzle is because... You have a fucking bajillion dollars. You can do whatever you want. So what are you doing? You're just choosing to do something that anybody could solve? Yeah, cool accomplishment, bro. I don't know. I'm willing to find out. <laughs> so th- that's the overall thing. Like, I'll... If I'm sad as a normal, uh, like, working man, then... Let's try out rich I'll, sad. <laughs> right. Try, try out be, being super rich. Uh, what would you do? Would you tell friends if you won? Uh, I think that would be like the most stressful part of it is like, I think I would have to tell you, I don't want people talking to me. (laughs) Like, that's the thing As I just, I don't want anybody to to talk to me that I don't want to talk to. I see. I more just wouldn't want, I want people to like me for reasons they like me and dislike me for reasons they dislike me. I wouldn't want to have this weird thing where like I go and hang out with my friends and, and you're like, are like, you being nice to me because I'm rich now? Well, here's like elephant in the room. You have like a billion dollars or something like that would just be fucking weird. Yeah. So and I was like, would I just like anonymously gift them money? I think you can do that. But then I feel like they would start to. I'd. I'd. I'd, I'd enough make, with enough of your life would change that like people would know people would that figure you came it out into money yeah right but so i i yeah, i really have thought about this a lot i would get i'd get a nice house and that's so sad that like our generation is like, like if you won the lottery what would you do i would buy a house the shit that yeah. uh people did at like 23 <laughs> right. in other generations but i would buy a house and even then i feel like people would be like what nice house happened? what yeah. happened uh i would say i I Our came into money. Say like a Bitcoin thing. Just be like okay. it was a bit. Like, apparently, GameStop uh, stock is a big thing now. I'd say GameStop uh, <laughs> stock. That's a tongue twister. And uh, then like hope that no one else is like, hey, well, you also went on vacation once these last two years. This isn't adding up. Um, but I, think- I don't think that I could hide it. Like I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be 
flaunting it or like changing up my lifestyle all that much but like i'd just like probably suddenly quit my job have have like a pretty nice house and do nothing see that's i i would still want to make i don't know um if i would like reduce my hours or whatever i would i would make enough like life changes but like legitimately I would still want to do like brunch or some version. Of yeah, brunch. like I would, in, I would invest in my hobbies. I guess. Right, that's exactly it. Like I would, um, I would like send money to bands I like and shit, <laughs> yeah, and be like, hey, I don't know, like let me maybe come by the studio or something just to like watch or something. You don't have to though; just fucking take it. Like I just want you guys to keep making dope shit. Like I would invest in in shit that I like, mm-hmm. um, but I would. Uh, yeah, the the giving, and obviously I would donate a shitload of it, assholes. Um, <laughs> Jesus goes out. Get saying, off my back! Right, holy smokes! Um, I would. Uh, the, my my concern is winning the lottery in some way, shape, or form ruins your own life. That's inevitable. Like just from again, like you're depending on how you're wired, you're gonna feel like a failure and a bunch of shit like that. I would be very afraid of ruining like my loved ones' lives. Like, how so? I would not. You're a tough example because like we we've kind of just like melted into the same person. So like whatever. Like if I'm fucked, you're fucked. You're, like <laughs> yeah. vice versa. Um, but if I've like I I know of friends who have jobs, have lives that they like. They have purpose. They like they really they feel a real sense of purpose and. Most things in their life work for them. Okay. I feel like disrupting that is a lot of pressure. Like, if you just say, say that's someone. That's not you. Like, like, true. Anything that, that disrupts their life is like a choice of their own. Right. Maybe. I don't know. I'd say maybe, like, hey, uh, do you like the apartment you live in or something? Okay. Uh, I just bought it for you or something. But don't quit. You're like something like I wouldn't want to make my friends quit their jobs and shit. Well, like I don't that. think that you can make them do that anyway. Like you can. I got, give them, hey, I got the money. I make can, them do whatever I want. <laughs> you can give them the money and say, like, I'm, I'm giving this to you. Do with it whatever you want. And like, I think from that point, you can wipe your hands clean with it because like whatever I they do with know. the money That's is their decision. Right. But yeah, now you're suddenly making it. And I know that like there are far worse problems you can have than someone just giving you a shitload of money. But. I don't know. Like that could just. I feel like that. That's a huge change to put in someone's life. Obviously, it's it doesn't in have most to ways be for the better. But doesn't have to be. Yeah. If uh, it's a huge change in somebody's life, it's because they consciously chose to make the change. Yeah, I heard uh, our our pal Mark Bertrand. They were talking about the the Mega Millions when it was coming up, and they were saying like what they would do for each other. And Bertrand said the move is to pay someone their salary, which that's cool. Like that, that doesn't change their life. I mean, it obviously changes their life, but it does. It doesn't. It can't like ruin their life. You know, right. that's like a very harmless way. But in that case, you they just you got to make sure people don't know how much money you won. <laughs> yeah. Like if I if I if I win a billion dollars and I go up to like one of my dearest friends and I'm like, hey. 
I am giving you fifty four thousand dollars. <laughs> they would. I think I. I think the more most awkward part of that would just be me asking any of my friends how much money they make in a year. Yeah. I don't know how much money anybody makes. I don't barely know how much money I make in a year. That's so true. Yeah. Uh, but I've thought about it. And I don't know. Maybe it's a fruitless endeavor. Well, it is. Very you likely. Win the lottery. Not yet. I don't know. Like, am I a lottery guy now? I was saying this to one of my friends. I was like, I feel like I don't for whatever reason, it's like a very guy. Massachusetts cliche that. Well, because I don't know if you've ever like, watched a movie, but everybody who lives in Massachusetts, their only life purpose is getting out of Massachusetts. That's true. Got to go to Florida, man. We so got to go to Florida. We talked about this. My buddies and I. Uh, and this got confusing. I think I ended up being kind of weird about it. But they were like, where are we buying houses? Uh, because Boston, there's only, there's not like a ton of houses Boston proper. Maybe you could check me on that. Maybe that's wrong. But like Brookline, Cambridge, I mean, if you win nearly a billion dollars, I think Cambridge is probably the way to go. Right. Get that like Liz Warren house. Yeah. That like Harvard yeah. uh, tenured professor house. That's right. Imagine living, in, imagine fucking living there. Buying one of those houses, they're like, there's a lot of construction going on in there. Why is he turning this house into a one bed and then (laughs) multi-level recording studio? (laughs) Doesn't sound like he knows how to play drums. (laughs) What's, what are we doing here? (laughs) Well, the good news is he played the drums once and then just like stopped for a month. So we think he's done with that. Now he's putting in a movie theater. Just like I just constantly working on the house. You basically it's like a Sims Sims house basically. Right, just like <laughs> just constantly doing construction in an attempt to have this money make me happy. Yeah. Like, huh. I've always loved music. I built this like music palace. Still not really sleeping at night though. Boys, let's uh, bring in the and every time you do construction, we do a wrecking ball through the through the whole house. Start over. So we, me and my buddies, have been playing a video game uh, where like the server wipes after every month. So like you you build you build and like establish yourself in this world. In, in like a month and at the end of the month the server just wipes this would be your life oh yeah <laughs> you just wipe everything after a month constantly rebuilding and it would be like a band going into the studio where like every time i like those a lot of those like builders and contractors would be like kind of like assuming that's like their On gig retainer. right they'd be like well it's probably gonna knock down the house in like another couple months or so and be like yeah I'm I'm just feeling like a different. I I saw like Mark Ronson's house in a magazine, and I want to build something like that. And I don't think they like you can't do it. I just I just don't know that you can do it. So, gonna gonna bring in Ronson and the gang to <laughs> oversee this if that's cool. And just constantly, I I just love the idea of like an every time I realize like house. you know what life isn't perfect. Wrecking ball, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> Playing that's, Miley that's Cyrus every time. Winning the lottery, man. That's right. That's right. Okay, look at this. So the, Matthew Stafford just listed his Detroit mansion, 6.5 milli bucks for uh for rent, for sale. Uh that house is preposterous. I'm not right. I'm not getting that house. No. I'm th- that is not the type of house and y- listeners, you can see what we're talking about. 
I'm not getting that that house. I'm not getting that like the huge like a, a shopping thing. mall house. No, know? that's stupid. Where am I gonna fucking? So that I think like that uh, of anything would make me extremely unhappy. Like, oh yeah, that's there's no there's like no soul in there. Like you, you I don't want to live in a house where I feel like I can't access every part of the house immediately. You know what? It's uh, what's the 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 film? There's a Bong Joon Ho film that uh, we liked that came out. Parasite. Parasite. It's so metaphorical, isn't it? It is. Like a big empty house. That would be like you don't know where the, your drums. You go to play the drums. You don't know where the drumsticks are. <laughs> I'm I'm drumming in this million dollar uh, in this multi million dollar fantasy of mine. Okay. I'm going to win millions of dollars and, and then finally play the drums. Get to do something that like. I think like when I was a kid, my parents were like, "You can do this if you want." My nephew, my nephew Devin, is like two years old and he has a drum set. Really? Yeah. How is he? Not good. Would you? But he's probably better than me. Better than me. I mean, he's played the drums one more time than I have. I I've never played the drums. I think that he could probably smoke me. But if I pra- like, if he doesn't know that I'm practicing, I feel like I can catch him sleeping. So this is like a real full circle moment. Yeah. You know where his uh, his drum studio is. In Elizabeth Warren's yes uh, house. By the way, I have no idea what Elizabeth Warren's house is. But when my friends and I were talking about like, oh yeah, you want to get those like Harvard, like Cambridge houses, we were like, yeah, those Liz Warren houses. I don't know. I, she, I don't know how many houses she has. She probably has one of them. Yeah. Uh, no, Devin, one of Devin's, Liz Warren houses. Devin's drum studio is in the uh, the old brunch studio. Really? So like what? Ha- it's about what, time that place rocked. Right. So what's happened here is that brunch is talking about wanting to get into drums uh, eventually, and uh, my nephew, who has barely been alive, who's been alive like half as long as this podcast has, uh, he's overtaken the brunch studio to turn it into his drum palace. Is there any way that either of us can get on board with both of us learning the drums? I think like if there's any instrument that I can or would want to learn, it's like the drums. Pete, learn how how fucking cool would that be if you played the drums? Maybe maybe I won't even touch the drums. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't even touch the drums. <laughs> you can learn how to play the drums. You having drummer as a thing? Maybe you could put it in your Twitter bio. Like plus drummers have drummer bod is is a thing. Oh yeah, drummer bod. That's like yeah. You get that Taylor forearms. Hawkins bod. Yeah. Hell yeah! You wear sh- you you wear gym shorts all the time. Drummers love gym shorts. I don't know if I'd be a gym short guy. Yeah, you got those stupid legs. Yeah. No, that's not true. You do you do have you have like proportionate legs, right? Yeah, I have like I have decent legs. Okay. Well, now uh, now they're proportionate because all of my body has just withered away. It's weird that like my brain was like he works out, so make a joke about his legs. Like people who work out don't have or, or people who lift typically don't have Skinny legs. legs. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just. Is that just like love him? But people say that about Jared. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he, yeah. I think that's he's like defiantly yes. not working on he his has legs. Never done legs. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yo, listeners, let me tell you a little something about working out. Doing legs does suck. It's like, horrible. People well, who hate it, that like, I get why. It sucks worse like the the two days afterwards. Mm. So that yeah. was that was talking the gym. That was a little gym talk. Uh, I think that maybe I, I started to get some texts. I think some gym situations are maybe opening up back again. Maybe depending no. on where you are. I don't know. This podcast is for everywhere, though, so maybe that applies to something. Want to talk about uh, in and of itself? 
Yes. That's all I've been thinking about this week. I'll be honest with you. And all I've been thinking about is why. Really? Yeah, I, I, I really checked like- it out. I uh I, I I liked it a lot. Um, and it was uh, it was like a, a very cool, unique experience. But like I I mean I I thought that you might say it's like at the end of the day, it doesn't tell you anything that you don't really know. But I do think that it is a uh, like essentially it's a magic show that uh, is very entertaining and very like beautifully shot and put together and edited very nicely on Hulu. Um, but it, it's like a very nice reminder to like hey. Take care of yourself and take care of other people. Oh yeah, I mean, so, so sick performance, great message. Would like would love would have loved to physically been there and yeah. and seen that. Um, that seems like a very cool show. Paying attention, like you're paying attention the whole time. It never. It was like you're never like who, who cares. So I I said that uh um a promising woman, uh promising young woman promising young woman was captivating yeah this was like legitimately captivating yeah i was very in from the second that it began yeah i mean promising young woman also legitimately both we're giving both of these captivating okay yep um yeah i mean just the the rule of tisa story what's that i I want him to keep telling that story that was an incredible story yeah i mean the, the the way he tied it in at the end i was like all right that was a that was a little stretch but. It, it was a stretch because like he arranged Right, he just made it right. So he, he tells a story at the beginning of this thing. He says, a guy told tells me, uh, there was a guy that used to uh, play Russian roulette in front of people for money. His name was the Rulatista. And a guy in a bar told me that story and then said, you, you are the Rulatista. And I thought, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? And at the end of the story, at the end of the show, he says, I'm the Rulatista because I just stood in front of a bunch of people and uh yeah and uh, like did all these things and i was like it seemed like he made it seem like it was like divine intervention or whatever right but, like then he like shaped his life so that he would be the rulatista and it would right. fit but, but i mean it was it was emotional it, it was great it was great it was emotional um when i yeah i guess when i say why were you so into it um it wasn't Nothing blew my mind like no. magically or anything. No, so like I, it was. It, there was never like a like holy shit in it. Yeah, no, no, I agree with that, and I think that like w- the main reason that I've been like thinking about it and uh, it stuck with me is because like I want the message of that to stick with me, and I think every once in a while you have like these these things that like remind you that like hey, other people are going through shit. Oh, totally, and like it's. It's very much a it, it puts a focus on like identity and complexity and I think that that was very cool. Totally. And like his experience of growing up with a, a gay mom and how she was treated, how he was treated and like is there's so much exactly that. Like consider what other people have been through, consider what other people are are going through and none of that really exists anymore. Mm-hmm. Not everything is just like a big great game of let's all be as horrible to each other as we can and that's fucking devastating i would recommend this show to basically anybody just to like as a reminder that like hey you don't know everything right yes yes i did take a i took a little twitter break over the weekend Mm -hmm. and it was maybe two days long uh like late Friday, I was like, "I'm just not gonna. I'm I'm gonna not look at Twitter." And then uh, 
I was like, you know what? I'll take the weekend off. And I think I checked back in Sunday night after the football games were done. Made a couple of jokes about Tom Brady being like, let's be fucking real, guys. He didn't play well. Okay. Didn't the first half. He didn't the first half. And you know what? I didn't. I don't know what this stat is, but somebody put it out there. Uh, only one quarterback the last twenty years has played uh, a half as bad as Tom Brady did in that game, and won. Like he was fucking horrible in that. I mean, they half. did their best to give away the game. Yeah, and just the Packers didn't want to take it. This tri- so this drives me crazy. Like we can acknowledge that Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl right now because of his team. Yeah. So you just said, like, yeah, like, no shit. And yeah. that's what a lot of people say. But there is – it's just, like, the, the the pro Brady shit of, like – Like, they're only in the Super Bowl because we're of Tom not, like, Brady. If, if we don't say that but, Tom Brady does everything, it's, like, a knock on this incredible legacy he has. Like, what are you t- – like, So I guess, like, where the gray area there is – and I don't know how we got into this from in and of itself. But, like, the gray area there is, that, like, here. do they have that good of a team if Brady – Yes. If Brady doesn't go there. Yes. Jameis Winston was so bad last year. That I think you put an okay quarterback there, and they're getting into the playoffs. I don't know, man. James it, wasn't a thirty touchdown pass last year. That's right. That was the only <laughs> statistic. They went from thirty touched. Uh, they went from thirty picks to twelve picks, which is like a that's a big difference. Yeah. Also, twelve picks not amazing. Uh, but they had they had the best receiver room in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Really good defense. They added to their offensive line thirteenth overall pick. Like. There is this weird thing where just like you're not allowed to acknowledge that the Bucks are a good team, and that drives me crazy. So you've uh, you've probably seen me on Twitter melting down about that, and the reaction is always one of two things: like obviously, like who's this? Agree- yes, of course, like the, yeah, Brady's good, but like so are the Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe it's just fucking like a genius chess move by Tom Brady to choose a team that just has had very little success historically. Because now, like, it just seems like he's totally right. Everything seven and nine last year, Super Bowl this year. Yeah. What's the difference? Tom Brady's yeah. there. Yeah. Like, if he had gone to like the 49ers mm-hmm. and found success there, they'd be like, they're okay, the Super Bowl the, this year. People would have been like, "Yo, the 49ers were good before Tom Brady got there. He just put them over the top." Right. And now it just seems like Brady owns the success of the Buccaneers. Yeah. The and, ultimate and, chess. Move. And I understand why people were saying that, but again, like, the last two weeks. How has Tom Brady played? And did they win? So the guys he's playing with probably aren't slouches. Maybe. Mm -hmm. And this happens all the time. Like, good teams carry their good players when they don't play well. Tom Brady against the Saints? Yikes. Thank God Drew Brees was so bad. The good news for you and anybody trying to make this argument is that, like, you're not playing. uh, You have to play a perfect game to beat the Chiefs. Maybe I kind of think that they're good. I kind of think the Bucks are going to win. A and this is me be, maybe being a bit of an asshole. Tom Brady's due for a good game. Mm-hmm. He hasn't played well. <laughs> uh, and B, the Chiefs uh, lost their left tackle, Eric Fisher, first yeah. overall pick. Tough. That could be tough. But Mahomes is the fucking best also, ever and, do it. And so Tyree Kill absolutely destroyed them in earlier this year. Like he went off yeah. for like two hundred and forty yards and three touchdowns. Tyree Kill is. I wish that I could root for that guy. I'll tell not you. A, not a good guy. Sim- similar to I the, wish that I could root for him because he's fucking amazing to watch. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Top two or three, but what a fucking 
not good guy. Uh, anyway, so it took a little break from Twitter, and it just felt... It, it sounds so stupid. I'm talking about, like, literally taking two days off. But, like, this is a fucking thing that we look at every day. I don't really anymore, which is very nice. Really? You'll yeah. go, like, a, a day without looking at it? I, I, I really... I don't spend too much time on there anymore if I'm not tweeting. So that's... That's kind of how I felt about it when I came back. I was like, I want to come, I want to go back on Twitter and tweet a couple of things, but I don't. And then like some people I know like got, would respond and they got into little conversations. I was like, I don't really want to do that. I just wanted to. Yeah, I get, I get in and out. Give my tweet. Yeah, I get in and out, and like if I want to have a conversation or I want to like engage in some discourse. Yeah, I'm there, but uh, otherwise, yeah. Because tw- we've said this, we've complained about Twitter a million times, but it's just like. <laughs> Makes me so fucking sad. Like even like f- like friends. Like I, I, I like you better, and I'll just use you as the example. So I'm not using like examples of other people, but like I like you better in real life than I like you on Twitter. Yeah, you that know, makes sense. Yeah, and I I feel like people don't know that though. Like, and I'm not to say that like they just like oh, I don't care what Pete is. We just know him as like this little avatar and everything. Like, I, like you say. Better, smarter, funnier things to me when I'm talking to you than a tweet I see of yours because we have to because everything has to get put through like this like Twitter filter sounds wrong because it makes it sound like you're cleaning it up or whatever but I, I, the filter when I say like Twitter filter like dumber you know yeah. like we all have to be so much dumber Let's on Twitter make it more accessible baby we, yeah we all have to and I just like I've I I. This happens so much more often. I'll see, like, friends, they'll tweet something, and I'll just, look, I'm the worst tweeter in the world, so it takes one to know one. But I will see friends tweet stuff, and I'm like, oi, God. This is below your pay grade. Right, like, yo, like, come on. You, like, no. And that's, again, that's, I, I do that. I tweet the stupidest shit in the world. But in my defense, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, if I tweet insufferable shit, I like to think that like I I'm saying insufferable shit here too. Like yeah. I'm as annoying here as I am. Yeah, on there. your Twitter is an extension of your brand for better or for worse. <laughs> I I you know what? Not, not to say this isn't a badge of honor or anything. I think that I'm like one of very few people who do that, and they should they shouldn't do that. You, I think you should have your Twitter person. You should have your real life person. I'm. You are equally you have a, messy. A staunch both. refusal to uh, embrace the things that make you. A successful Twitter person. I don't know if there's a thing that could make me a successful Twitter person. Not you, because you have a staunch like right. denial of those things. Yeah, you see, like the the what, what do you call them? Like the common practices or like the proper practices for yeah. growing a Twitter account. And you're like, hey, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna be me. Yo, let's do that as a uh, as, as I'm saying. Like, it's so nice to get off Twitter. <laughs> I'm like, let's do an experiment where we look at like the common Twitter practices and see. What, we'll do like a supersize me thing. Like see how my Twitter body changes over the course of whatever. Because I mean, every time I tweet now, I lose followers from like Brady people yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but and they're not—they're not even fu- like the responses I get aren't even funny. That's the worst place to be. It's like they're just like you're all you're you're like you're, you're your mom would hate your face. I'm like I put a little fucking concealer under my eyes. I'll look fucking incredible. Shut up. You just chose a bad picture. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, maybe we, we, we there's maybe we'll look it up, or we can just buy followers. 
Sounds like a let's buy a million let's Twitter followers that never uh, tweet again. Let's uh let's win the lottery, set up a Twitter account, really make it pop, and then take a wrecking ball to it. Yeah, it's get uh, what's his face. It's hire. Who do you think what's his face uses? Uh, who's the, the the basketball player that uh, has that that just oh randomly, Rex Chapman Ra- Rex Chapman. Find out like what what group or whatever <laughs> Rex Chapman uses. Be like, hey. Let's get let's become like a meme account or whatever his account is. And uh right, wrecking ball. Every couple months we wipe out all the <laughs> we wipe out all the followers. You know what would be a cool like, cool idea is if we win the lottery and then like just like buy like a Rex Chapman account and then just delete it. That sounds like it'd be cool. Yeah, buy Rex Chapman's account off of him yeah. for what do you think that goes for? Ten dollars? Ten uh what could it cost? I don't know. I bet I bet Darren Rovell has the answer on on that. I bet Darren Rovell could tell you like this Twitter account is worth this much money. Oh, Darren Rovell definitely knows the exact monetary value of his own Twitter account and what it would take to buy it off him. I mean it's I know the monetary value of his Twitter account is like multiple jobs and pay raises. Yep. That guy, man, if you want to dog that guy. Twitter has been very. Uh, that sounds so incorrect to say Twitter's been very good to Darren Rovell because Twitter, s- by the second, <laughs> is horrible to Darren Rovell. But uh, it, it's been good to him. So I don't know. Maybe we'll have Darren Rovell back on. Who knows? 